Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney announces sequels and changes to upcoming films. Richard Petty Holdings is cited in the death of an instructor at the Walt Disney World Speedway. And a monorail breakdown at Walt Disney World leads to dozens of guests being evacuated. A little later on, Craig Williams is going to talk about changes to the menu at Picos Bill's Cafe in the Magic Kingdom. And we'll have the top 10 threads from Disboards.com for the month of September. All of that and my neighbor doing her lawn <laughs> coming up next. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 856 for the week of October 13th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hello. Teresa Eccles. Happy days. Corey Martin. Just happy to be here. <laughs> and back in the production nook, associate producer Rhino Clavin, along with our producer, Craig Williams. Hi, everyone. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Great to be here. Hope you're all having a good week. Uh, in housekeeping, a couple of items I need to mention. Uh, first, a correction from last week. John had mentioned that uh, payment plans for annual passes. I'm going to go out there and slap this witch. (laughs) She doesn't mow her lawn for three damn months, and then she chooses now. Okay, it looks like it it looks it it, it looks abandoned next door. Okay, I just want to say, all right, never mind. Um, John mentioned last week that uh, there was payment plans now available for everyone buying an annual pass. And that's not the case. That is still uh, just for Florida, Florida residents. So uh, John wanted me to make sure that I mentioned that, that that was a, uh, a mistake and that we have now corrected it. Uh, also want to let everybody know at some point this week, a solo show is going to be going up. I recorded one uh, Sunday night. Hmm. And uh, it'll be going up this week. Just will show up in your feed. You weren't here. watching football? No, believe it or not. Well, first of all, I do them in the middle of the night, so I don't do them like during the day. But so it's going to be going up, uh, going up this week for those who are interested. If you're subscribed to this show on iTunes, then just it'll show up and uh, show up there. And if you're not, then go subscribe. Head to disunplugged.com. Find links to how to subscribe to all our shows and links to our show notes pages and all the other good stuff. Anything related to the show, disunplugged.com. You can also head out there and hit the contact us uh, link on the right side of the page. Send us an email with your comments, questions, suggestions, or leave us a voicemail because you can do it right from that page. And uh, I seem to be doing the emails and voicemails on my solo shows. So if you have a question for me, or a suggestion for me. It's a good place to do it. Oh, I'll call in. <laughs> Is her mic on? Can you hear me? Am I on? I can't hear her at all. Well, I Am I whispering? Yes. Yeah, you She's moved. Speaking right over top of it. Okay. Is that better? Okay. There you Can go. Can you hear me now? It's her first time. First time in the studio. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, if Tom sent in a synopsis of the Disneyland show for this week, I didn't see it. I did not get copied in on one. Um, so the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged live every Sunday night, Mixler.com, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, goes up on iTunes on Monday, and then Tuesday their segment goes up on iTunes. So I have no idea what it's about this week, so maybe we'll all find out together. Uh, the trip... With Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplugged.com. What are you guys talking about this week? Well, this last week we went to go review a haunted house in Old Town. So we'll be bringing you video footage from that and giving our opinions on that attraction down that way. Jenny Lynn pushed and pulled me through the thing. Required a little at the same time, yeah. Well, at one point, I was she was pulling me, and then at some point, I got in front and she shoved me up against a wall trying to get out of this. (laughs) I believe it was more like you were hanging onto my jacket and not allowing me to run for my life, but yes, 
feels good. Good times. All right. So that's Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplug.com. You can check out the trip. And of course, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, disunplug.com, the universal edition of the Disunplugged with Craig Rhino and Jenny Lynn. And what are you talking about this week? Uh, we are going to be having another email show. I uh, got a couple that need to read. So if anyone else has any ones to throw out, uh, now's your time to start sending them into UO podcast at disunplugged.com so we can add them to the pile that we already do. And then we'll have some updates from Rhino and. Uh, other other little updates that we have to talk about and uh in terms of the disneyland show i did find the synopsis on it on our show notes page which is wonderful um, it's a good place for it to it be is. would have been nice if i had it for my script <laughs> that too um tom has a review of the courtyard by marriott at the convention center and the team continues their walk down catella avenue discussing restaurants what, shopping, like hookers and lodging <laughs> and hookers yeah. uh, the, so the disneyland edition the, the t- disneyland team are basically the street selling themselves <laughs> on uh, catella avenue so that's uh, that's a that's a pretty picture uh, michael and fishnets <laughs> <laughs> trying to stop traffic <laughs> there's a there's a visual for you folks but it's my gift to you how do you have Better yet, Tom and, <laughs> Tom and fishnets. Tom and fishnets. Oh, yeah, even better. What else is that? And a little and big red top. Lo- and, big a red, top. And, and big red Louboutins. No, there you go. <laughs> little Pito. Little Pito pump going Pito on. Pump. <laughs> you thought about this. <laughs> no, actually, it's just... It's coming to him. Welcome, welcome to the inner, inside of my mind. <clears throat> so... <laughs> That's for your Tuesday. Um, all right. So, anything else for housekeeping? Really? Well, we'll, well the be in Delaware stopped. this weekend for oh, the Give Kids the World right. event. Go, so and the weather's going to be in the 30s and 50s. It's yeah. Teresa's weather. I'm excited. There's going to be a bonfire, and a hayride, and maybe a weenie roast. I don't know. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disneyland team will be there for that. <laughs> Well, uh, also, let me mention that John and Kevin are not here, nor will they be here for a few weeks because they are on their way to Paris for our river cruise up the Seine and then uh, a few nights in Disneyland Paris with a group of Dizzers. So everybody wish them safe travels on that. We'll see them. I, I'm thinking it'll be the first show in November they'll be back. So I'm not going to wow. see them for a while. Always miss them when they're not here. So if there's nothing else... For housekeeping and let's talk about the news ant-man sequel and release dates for upcoming films have been announced marvel has announced an ant-man sequel ant-man and the wasp scheduled for release on july 6th 2018 in addition to this new release disney also announced title changes and release dates and other changes for 19 other films it was like this big dump of film information uh cars three will be released June 16th of 2017, um, which was the date originally planned for Toy Story 4. And that film will now, Toy Story 4, will now hit theaters June 15th of 2018. Good Lord. Uh, The Incredibles 2 is scheduled for release June 21st, 2019. Anybody seen a a trend here? Um, That they've got basically 2017, 2018, and 2019, their June release is set. Uh, and the Pixar film, scheduled for November 22nd, 2017, has finally been given a title called Coco. Does hmm. anybody know what it's about? Coco Which one? <laughs> Sorry, Coco? Yeah, that's their uh, Day of the Dead type movie that they're putting out. Day of the Dead? Yeah. You know, Dia de los Muertos? Oh, that was wonderful Spanish. Did I butcher that? Sorry, he can't speak English, let alone Spanish. So, <laughs> from the man that from the man that brought us uh, posthumous instead of posthumous. <laughs> yes, you're never going to live it down. By the way, I am fine with that. Throw it in the Craigsionary. Yeah, the Craigsionary. No, yeah, it's their Day of the Dead movie that they're putting out uh, <clears throat> that got delayed a couple years already because originally it was supposed to be battling with that awful Book of Life movie that came out last year by some other company. But yeah. I think it was Sony. Yeah. So we have a complete list. We'll have a link to it in the show notes page. A complete list of everything they announced. Uh, you know, all these untitled releases and you know, untitled Disney fairy tale live action now dated on eleven two eighteen. 
but there are there are 19 films here that are listed for release all over before the course, 19 2019 uh, all before uh, 2020 so it's over the next five years um, basically what they're planning to a lot of Marvel Pixar Disney Toon Studios um, so it'll be so nice to get some new DVDs in the rotation because I mean, we lately you... lately we've had uh, Wreck It Ralph. Ferris is into Wreck It Ralph again, and um, The Incredibles. There'll be no they DVDs constantly. in 2020. <laughs> yeah, it'll be just, some other thing. <laughs> it'll just be a chip. A little chip in your eye. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, of course the the movie the the release everybody's waiting for is Star Wars, and uh, mm-hmm. I talk about this more on the on the solo show. The amount that is riding on this film. I think more than more than any other film Disney has ever released in its history. So much is riding on this. So much money has been poured into this film and its surrounding properties. There was a article in the New York Times about how Disney has revamped their video game strategy and the amount of money spent on the new Star Wars Battlefront game that's going to be coming out in November 17th, I think it is. $150 million has been spent on this wow. game. Wow. $150 million. Um, so lots riding on uh, on these films. But you know what? They've had really good success. Ant-Man was a big success. It was like their 19th. I, I no, Maybe not 19. That seems like a lot. It was something they talked about at the D23 that it was like their... A double-digit consecutive success in a row. So it's just they're on fire. Like it's insane. And those um, Star Wars pre-sale tickets go on sale. I think on the sixteenth. So this week. So I'm curious to see what those numbers are going to look like for them already. You know, this far. Say out. that again now. They're, the the tickets, tickets for the, the movie, movie go on sale this week for Star Wars. Yeah, the Force Awakens. They're saying um, there's going to be a new trailer that coincides with the day that the movies um, the the day the tickets go on sale. And I believe that date was the 16th. So. We, have to, we, I, we have to buy our tickets this week yes. for a movie we're oh. going to see in December. Well, we're not, uh, yep. Otherwise, we're not seeing it till February. Yep. <laughs> like, they're, wow. saying, they're saying the early tracking numbers already put it on track to be um, ahead of Jurassic World, which was already the number one or number two out. largest. Totally yeah, no, Avatar still has the... Them. It's still Avatar, yeah. But true yeah. fans want to see it so that they're going to... They're going to know they want their tickets when mm-hmm. the first week, first That's month it comes out. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that between box office receipts and video games and merchandise that Disney could recoup the $4 billion they spent buying Lucasfilm on this one, on this one picture. Wow. It's not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, I think Avatar is at uh, just over $2 billion worldwide. So that's the number it's got to beat. If it beats that number, well, and that's just um, that's like what you just said. You included a lot, and that's just ticket sales for that movie. So this this thing has the like you know we see that's um, what I'm saying. Tattooing with, traders, you know the, that merchandise is everywhere. It's on behind Corey's head right there on that shelf. Well, that's like, why it's, I, I, I'm oh, saying yeah. that between the box office receipts, yeah. merchandise, video games. The soundtrack's being released this week. Because they're talking about, uh, the, the, and they're saying this is an, uh, a, a conservative projection for Battlefront. They're talking about half a million do- or half a billion dollars in sales. Yeah, that's wholesale. That's the wholesale. Uh, it's crazy. Is five hundred million dollars just on the video game? I think it's so, possible with the beta release this past weekend for the holiday weekend. Uh, I think that got enough people on board with it. I played the. I played the beta that day. How was out. it? It was fun. So you only got like two missions that you could play, one on the single. I mean, it was it was fun. It was so. there was a, a video that went viral from that too because there's somebody fighting Luke Skywalker and an, uh, one of those ATATs steps on him at one point. And it just goes rest in peace Luke Skywalker 1977 to 2015. So oh, wow. It's really funny. I hate playing demos because it doesn't give you enough oomph. I hate that too. 
And it was only you. available online. It wasn't available like on a platform. It was available on PlayStation. Oh, on PlayStation. Yeah, I don't know about the other systems, but PlayStation 4, you were able to download a free beta and play it this weekend. Is it still available? or? Yeah, uh, um, uh, I think you can still play it if you today, downloaded today it. Today is the last day. It was originally supposed to be yesterday, and they released a statement yesterday that said they were going to keep it open for one more day. So you you potentially, after you listen to the show, could go download it, I guess. Oh, I have to go do that. I wasn't paying cool. attention this weekend. I was doing other things. So, all right. So there's that. Um, Richard Petty driving experience cited an instructor death at Walt Disney World Speedway. Petty Holdings has been cited with two workplace safety violations and $7,000 in fines after the Occupational Safety and Health Administration concluded his investigation into the death of exotic driving experience instructor Jerry, uh, Gary Terry. Terry was an instructor at the Walt Disney World Speedway, Speedway and was killed in April when the car he was riding in crashed into the end of a guardrail. OSHA said there were a few things that Petty Holdings could have done to reduce the danger of the track, including extending the guardrail around the entire track, installing impact barriers on the ends, and running the vehicles counterclockwise. That was one of the big issues mm-hmm. with this, that the car, they, they ran these cars sometimes going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the, for the exotic, for the exotic yes. experience. The other one went the correct way. Right. The cars in the exotic driving experience were run clockwise, though the Florida Highway Patrol said the track was designed to be run in the other direction. Had Terry's car been traveling counterclockwise, it would not have been exposed to the guardrail's end. The report shows that Terry died from blunt impact injuries to the torso with a lacerated aorta due to the guardrail shooting four feet into the car and Ooh. striking him. Petty Holdings has the option to contest the fines, but they have not made any indication as to what they will do. Um, now, of course, uh, the Richard Petty driving experience is closed. Um, and it's just been yeah, leveled. Yep. Yeah. It looks so strange over there. Right? Yeah, it it's completely gone because yeah. they're expanding the Magic Kingdom parking lot. That had nothing to do with this accident that happened. Uh, this happened after that announcement was made. But uh, I don't know. Look, $7,000, a $7,000 fine. Man lost his life because there were clearly violations, of safety violations. I think $7,000 is far, far too small. And personally, I hope this guy's family in the civil suit takes them for everything they've got. Oh, I'm sure they will. Because that this should not have happened. This was easily avoidable. This was easily preventable. And now that OSHA has deemed that they have they have liability, that's going to make a civil suit much easier. I think. Oh yeah. But I, I really think they should be taken to the cleaners by but this it, guy's it's family. It's surprising they didn't think of that when they started running the exotic cars that there was a danger because I'm sure somebody must have pointed that out when they went to do it. And, you know, this wasn't the only location. I mean, it's not the only location. There's right. still one in Daytona. I think there's one in uh, Vegas somewhere. I could be wrong about that, but I wonder if they go the opposite direction too. Why did they do what, it? Not anymore, I'm sure. Was, <laughs> What's the point? Why, why are they, they doing do it the opposite it, it was the way the, um, the, like the, the inter- uh, section that you drive in. Yeah. Um, it's the way that was set up. I, I when I was driving that Ferrari, I felt like I was going bass backwards for sure. Because um, <laughs> I was, I did the the Indy car too, and we went the uh, the the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I was just riding passenger. I felt like I was going to die. Um, but you know, riding riding a car like that, going the other direction, it was just kind of it was kind of awkward. But, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Sad. It's a it's a tragedy, but it was it was avoidable. This mm-hmm. was avoidable, and at least they've been cited for safety violations. And you know, like I said, I I think that we haven't heard the last on this story. I think the next thing we hear is that a civil suit's been filed by this guy's family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's coming. You, it's got to be. I yeah. I wouldn't blame them at all. No, I would be no. no you know, it'd be totally justified in doing that. So. All right. Well, speaking of vehicles malfunctioning, monorail breaks down, dozens evacuated. 
One of Walt Disney World's monorails stopped running on Saturday afternoon, October 10th, and had to be evacuated. The train stopped for mechanical issues around 5 p.m. between the Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary Resort. Reedy Creek Fire Rescue evacuated the train's dozens of passengers, a process that took around two hours. The incident caused traffic to back up behind the train. Everyone was safely evacuated, but many passengers tweeted that they had been stuck on the broken monorail for hours. We are hearing way too many of these stories. This happened last summer. Yeah. This happens a lot. This happened it happened a few times in the last year. But I mean, it happened last summer where it got stuck in the middle of the track and they had to evacuate them, you know. Did you see the video of the got the passenger that popped the window yes. out? Yes. I don't know, I guess just to get air in. Cause I didn't, yeah. First I thought he was going to jump, but he just wanted to get some airflow going, I guess. But. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, what is going on with that? Well, somebody said that it was the safety, whatever they're putting the safety stuff on, something triggered it. But I guess we'll probably never know what happened. But the thing I found interesting, too, is they didn't evacuate the first car up closest to the front. They only did the back, too. wonder why. What? Yeah, they only did the back, too. So some were they scared, people never were they got scared that like, another monorail was going to come hit it? I don't know. Well, I mean, in terms of how evacuations usually happen, uh, like if it's on a ride, a normal ride, obviously the monorail isn't, you always do the ones that are closest to get people off to safety first. So maybe because the front cars were more to get to those, it might have been more of a risk. They decided they could do the back two safely, and then they would wait on the other ones. So that's that's one explanation of it. But just take the boat. I mean, if that broke down, <laughs> yeah, they just, just have take to the ferry. Yeah. No, it's we, a beautiful ride. We said at our house that's the moral of that story is make sure you go to the bathroom before you get on the monorail, just yeah. in case something like that happens. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Um, or Haunted Mansion. Did they do yeah. anything to compensate for the time oh, loss? Sure last year, they only gave them bo- a bottle of water. Were they going to the Magic Kingdom or yes. coming from the Magic So they were, they were sweet-smelling or... at that point. They weren't like, I've been yeah. in the park all day. No, if it was caught between the Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary, it can only be going from the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary. It only runs that way. Wait, Does wasn't it, go it going from... to Epcot? Isn't that the long... No, no. It, said, it said it, it was It was stopped. going over the bridge that, where the water bridge is. Okay, because okay. the, the story says that it was between the Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary, so that means it could only be going from the Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary. You should have a view of Space Mountain. Because I've seen... I've, the one I saw was you from, know? like, the TTC <laughs> towards Magic Kingdom. Right, so. it goes TTC, Polynesian, Grand Floridian, Magic Kingdom, Contemporary. If you get on the monorail at the Contemporary, you don't stop at the Magic Kingdom next. You go all the way around. Oh, that's right. You're going around. Okay. Was it the resort or was it the Express? Oh, it might be the Express. I don't know. Either way, glad I wasn't there. (laughs) I've always wanted to be evacuated off of something. Oh, really? (laughs) Interesting. But, well, I mean, I go to the parks all the time. The Express doesn't run to the Contemporary. It It goes goes through through the Contemporary. It goes through it. It goes through Yeah. 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 I want to be evacuated off the ferry. Yeah, that'd be. As it <laughs> sinks, well, you, they well, let me know how that goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep. Going. All right, so that's the news for this week. We're gonna move on to rapid fire. And who do you want me to start with, Craig? Kathy. Kathy. Ooh, goody. Um, so there's changes to the bus stops at Caribbean Beach. Now, transportation to Epcot and Hollywood Studios will be <coughs> split into two sides at the resort. This is in the morning. In the afternoon, the pickups will all be combined. So. You don't have to worry about if you're going to get a seat on the bus because now there's two of them. And the boardwalk, the swan and the dolphin, the boardwalk will now have its own bus. Yes, we we experienced that when we did our FAM. It's much better to have its own bus, and the swan dolphin will continue to share. The all-star resorts, each resort will have its own bus going to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I don't know why, just that one. And winter Summerland Golf, guests will need to take a bus to Epcot, then transfer to a Coronado Springs bus, which will then stop at Blizzard Beach. Oh, man. So if you're trying to get to the golf, it's a little convoluted. How, how did it used so to run for the to get to the golf, to get to, like, Blizzard Beach? Wasn't there just a bus that did it? Yeah. There was yeah. A, but Blizzard so now Beach it's a is connector. closed because of the rehab. Oh, that's right. That's right. So this is until they reopen again. Okay. Cool. So that's mine. I don't think any of them should share personally. No, I agree. Well, we did the boardwalk when we were trying to do our... Um, Get to the Magic Kingdom from the fam. Yeah. And, and then you stop at the Swan, right? Swan, the Dolphin. After, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's 
I think downtown Orlando. I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, like we're all over the place. Got right. the tour. Thank you, Kathy. You're Jenny welcome. Lynn. Uh, mine is letting you all know that through late November, the ABC Sound Studio will be featuring a behind-the-scenes look at the We Love Disney compilation album, um, which is interesting, I think. So the album is a collaboration between Verve Records and Walt Disney Records. It's going to feature interpretations of classic Disney songs by current pop, rock, R&B, and country artists. And the film's going to uh, be a presentation that includes interviews and behind-the-scenes footage of the album being made. Some of the artists involved are Neo, Ariana Grande, Fall Out Boy, Rascal Flatts, and David Foster. And that album is set to be released in stores October 30th. I don't like Ariana Grande. I don't I'm either. I'm not a big fan either. I don't like her brother from Big Brother. Oh, I loved Frankie. Did you? Uh, yeah. Was he the one we saw on the plane? <laughs> yeah, he was the one we saw when we went out to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was on the plane with us, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought this album had already come out, to be honest with you, because at D23, it had that booth set up, and I was just very confused. Well, I got to see Neo do yeah. the performance. Um, you you never had a friend like me, and that was that was cool. Well, that it's see what some people do. It's called like promotion for upcoming records it, for their compilation <laughs> records, nonetheless. So. JL <laughs> compilation. Greg's correcting you, which is pretty bad. Sorry, what did I say? Compilation. Oh. <laughs> it was very intricate. I'm just messing with you. I have no uh, like understanding of correct yeah. accents. It comes out December second. Or, sorry, no, October 30th on iTunes. You can already listen to it right now on Spotify. And if you want to see Neo actually see Friend Like Me, go to our YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Uh, and you'll be able to actually watch the video for him performing his song from We Love Disney during the uh, the Legends ceremony. And I'll also have it embedded in the show notes page. So go there to see it, too. If Craig's allowed to make up new words, aren't I, I should well, be allowed a, to make up pronunciation. Well, that's what I'm saying. If... if <laughs> Craig is correcting you on pronunciation. That's uh, what I'm saying. Maybe I should be allowed to make up pronunciations. You did it on purpose, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did, actually, no, I totally did. Yeah. All right. Thank you, JL. Teresa? Okay. Like I'm using my iPhone, not paper. You it's, still uh, have the pop in your hand. I know. I'm, I'm huffing. Okay. <laughs> Club Disney premieres December 5th at the new Sunset Showcase at Disney's Hollywood Studios. An all-new special event venue, Sunset Showcase, opens later this year on Sunset Boulevard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This entertainment showplace has been custom-designed to host a variety of different experiences over time. The premiere engagement at the new Sunset Showcase will be Club Disney, the hottest spot in town for the kids and characters alike. Oh, I, love the, I, I love the emphasis on the press release. <laughs> you can join, you can join Mickey and the gang and take to the dance floor in this electric club environment where a DJ club host spins the perfect playlist mix of your favorite Radio Disney Top 40 I just 40 threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> wait, there's Jesus. more. Club Disney will also feature a cool seating area. Oh, wait email coming in okay um cool seating area squirrel i lost my place and snack station where you can refuel and recharge both yourself and your electronic devices before heading out for more adventures in disney's hollywood studios club disney premieres at sunset showcase on december 4th but at the top it said december 5th so which is bizarre so be sure to check it out on your next visit you Ooh. forgot the last line what was the last line unforgettable happens here Wow, that sounds a little threatening. (laughs) Unforgettable. Read the rest of the press release. (laughs) I don't know. So is this like a little dance club for kids? That's what it sounds like. What? I'm sorry, I miss. I I tuned out at a part. What were the ages for this? What is this weird? They did not give me ages. There's no ages. I can't wait to go over and have fun and hang out with Mickey and the gang. Yeah, she's going to go over in a two piece. Yeah, (laughs) it it definitely seems. Work the pole. (laughs) It seems like it's oriented for kids. I think this was a missed opportunity. Do we mean like Disney Junior kids or do we mean like teens? Well, it can even be teens. Little kids are still going to go over there and still dance around. I mean, that's just little kids' nature. I think they missed an opportunity to do a Mad Tea Party style type of dance event over here with live music. Now that like Mulch, Sweat, and Cheers is gone, they could have brought oh. something in and really like they did in uh, California Adventure yeah, and really, you know, actually made it an event to go to. Now this just sounds like uh, another form of a playground to just keep parents, well, kids occupied. Looky here, it looks like Club Disney is just the first thing that goes in yeah. the venue. It's going to be a rotating 
So it might be something totally mm-hmm. different at a different time of year, Craig. I hope so. So let's hope so because I don't want to just be twerking with Mickey. I want others. Yeah, to it probably it means too. Frozen's going to come in there once it uh, rolls around to the summertime. Yeah. So wear your favorite right. ice for that, that one. That does it for me, Pete. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. Corey. The uh, MagicYourBand.com, the company that we've uh, partnered with to, you know, host several like Diz-related items. Uh, they've worked; they're working on a few prototypes, and I have a few with me. Um, glow in the dark Diz magic bands, and Ooh. we uh, these are just prototypes right now, but uh, they're really fun. I've been I've been playing playing with them at home. Um, that's what I do because I'm bored. Um, so, <laughs> really, <laughs> I can I can fix that. <laughs> I like your Tron one. But yeah, well, these are just uh, examples that they, they have on the website. There's a Christmas one. But we are working on – you can have that. Thank we are working on some glow-in-the-dark Diz designs, so keep a, oh, that's cool. keep an eye out for that. I think it's really cool. They've, this Christmas one glows in the dark? Yes, it does. Awesome. Thank you. You can only have one. We'll get some scissors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but keep an eye out on social or whatever. Once we get the design out there, we'll, um, we'll let you all know. Awesome. Cute. Thank you, Corey. Rhina. Okay, mine is about some dogs. Oh, I have to cue the picture. <laughs> um, so uh, Legoland is doing this Everything is Possum. Uh, it sounds like I said possum. Possum. P-A-W. Um, like as in dogs. Um, on uh, November 8th, um, you can, it's a, um, <clears throat> they're doing a charity benefit to, it benefits the Humane Society of Polk County, and from 1.30 to 4 p.m., you can bring your dog and go for a swim with them. Um, it's in the – they'll be able to go to the Wave Pool, the Duplo Splash Safari Pool, and the Joker Soaker Pool from 1.30 to 4, um, to 4 p.m. Um, there's going to be other festivities. Um, there's going to be, like, contests, raffles. It says they have caricature artists. Um the canine unit is going to be there from the Polk County Department to do some demonstrations. Um, but it's only it's five bucks per dog, ten bucks for a person, and it, it all benefits that. Um, uh, it says registration is required. It's limited capacity, obviously. Um, but there are other like VIP experiences. If um, they're going to have like cabanas apparently available for um, it looks like fifty five dollars that come with champagne and refreshments. And then there's going to be, um, for businesses, you can also um, partake in this with, um, it looks like a $225 like upcharge, but it doesn't say what it's for. But I thought this was pretty cool. That's a, a local, small yeah. little theme park. You can bring your dog with you to the theme park. I thought that's an interesting. Yeah, yeah ju- sorry, no Klaus. No, they but don't I can want your mutant cats. <laughs> He's on a leash. <laughs> well, that He has to be. Me. He's like... <laughs> 75 pounds <laughs> but um yeah it's one one dog per person so if you have two dogs you have to bring your your other half with you yeah um but that's cool yeah it's november 8th so check it out very good thank you rhino craig okay thanksgiving is coming up uh very quickly now and like every year before while disney world is offering special thanksgiving menus at uh select places so uh, the, the biggest places are the resorts. You'll find Thanksgiving menus at the End Zone Food Court at All Stars. Uh, Animal Kingdom will have a special menu at Jico and Sanaa. Uh, Cape May Cafe at the Beach Club. Flying Fish at the Boardwalk will have its prefixed Thanksgiving menu. Uh, there'll be Mickey's Backyard Thanksgiving Feast at the Fort Wilderness. Um, and then there's a whole bunch more. So we have the full list on the site uh, if you're going to be around for that point in time and you really want to celebrate with food i think that's what thanksgiving does mm-hmm. happens awesome words great thank you craig all right that'll do it for rapid fire uh let's go ahead and take a look at the top 10 threads from disboards.com for the month of september number 10 disappointing dining experiences this trip by lakey bake on the disney restaurants forum and uh wasn't a lot of good things to say about the dining experiences that they had. Okay. <laughs> Which ones did they have? Oh, I don't have the thread. I don't have that particular thread up because, you know. They were disappointed. I'm not going to talk about every thread, but you can go look and find out which ones disappointed them. Links to all of these on the show notes page is unplugged.com. Number nine, am I crazy for saying no to some pixie dust? Uh, this is by... Nyrock on the theme parks, attractions, and strategies board. 
Uh, my wife and I are going to Disney next week to celebrate our 10th wedding anniversary. This is the first time we will be there without our children. I decided to splurge and book a club-level room at the Grand Floridian. Well, I just received a call from Disney. They wanted to upgrade our one-bedroom king-size room to a suite. One bedroom with a king bed, one with two queen beds, plus a living room and a partial Magic Kingdom view. And I said, no thank you, I must be certifiable. I just felt guilty taking that upgrade and wasting all that space. Like I said, it's only my wife and I. I told the gentleman who called to give it to someone who could use it more than we could. Please tell me something. someone else out there has done something this quote-unquote stupid. Now for the real que- Now the real question is, uh, should I let my wife know what I did? I knew that was coming. P.S. Thank you, Disney, no. for being so awesome. I really wished I could have used it. Actually, you know, I think that's very nice that, you know, you know, give it to somebody else that they really didn't need the space. I would have taken the upgrade. I yeah, think anybody, most, most people yeah. would have taken the upgrade. But I think that's pretty cool, though. That's really nice to yeah. say, yeah, give it to somebody who needs it. That, call his that, wife and ask her what she thinks. That happened to me one year. Um, I got a phone call from the manager of the local Best Buy, the one that I go to all the time. And hand to God, he says, as our best customer, not one of, as our best customer. Oh, wow. Um, we have two tickets to an Orlando Magic game uh, for you courtside. Uh, Jumped on that and one. <laughs> there would be, uh, you know, there would be a little reception before time. I could meet some of the players and then I could hang out oh, while yeah. they were doing their warm up and stuff. And I looked at him and I said, those th- there, there's no one more that you could waste those tickets on than me. <laughs> Had they not met you personally? Did they? Well, no. He called me on the phone. Oh, okay. It's not like I go in there and they greet me like. They just run analytics. It's not as much money as it's not. It's not Hello Dolly, you know, where they start singing. They should, but they don't. They should. So I said to him, I said, "Listen, I'll tell you what. That's not something I can appreciate or or use. I want you to take those. There's got to be somebody working in your store that that's nice. You would really want to recognize for being going above and beyond. And you know, uh, on my behalf, uh, please give them those tickets." So, um, looking for opportunities to do something nice for someone else um, is never stupid and never crazy. Um, it's actually, uh, I think we could use a lot more of that. Yeah. yeah. But cool that Disney was going to upgrade them. When I was thinking pixie dust, I was like, did she pass up like a free turkey leg or something? Yeah. Not that big. That was pretty extreme. That's pretty big. Yeah. Anyway, I, I would have taken a turkey leg too. <laughs> <laughs> so, number eight. Peter Pan cast member warning from Valerie Mouse on theme parks, attractions, and strategies. Hello, fellow Dizzers. I got back from my Walt Disney World vacation about three weeks ago, and something is still bothering me. One night at the Magic Kingdom, we were about to enter the Peter Pan standby line. A cast member working the ride stopped us. She went up to my friend, who was in a wheelchair with a broken foot, and informed her that if something were to go wrong with the ride, she would have to be able to climb down a 15-foot ladder. Uh, she then asked uh, asked her if she would be able to do that. The four of us kind of looked at the CM with our mouths agape, unsure what to say until my friend was like, um, probably not. The cast member then said, okay, just something for you to think about. What? And let me tell you, think about it, we did. Um, there were other wheelchairs behind us, elderly people in front of us. The CM went up to no one else to let them know this apparent evacuation procedure. And if my friend couldn't climb down the ladder in her state, and this was a real concern, why would she let on the ride? Uh, I am so befuddled over this. Uh, I have been to Disney many times, and people in my party have had wheelchairs or have been elderly, and I've never heard of anything like this before. I've never heard anything like that. Well, I mean, look, yeah, if there's a 15-foot ladder we have to climb down, they should be letting me know that because I ain't going on. Okay. Tell me before I get on. <laughs> that there should be like big signs and warnings. Fifteen foot ladder imminent if this ride breaks down. Um, no ladders for yeah. me. Well, Take the ladder yeah, down the really. whole village. <laughs> this is standard uh, <coughs> protocol over at Universal for their rides that if you see someone getting on with like a boot or uh, you know anything that can still go on the ride safely but might be a, a restriction. Uh, for example, like if people would take off their walking boot and they just have their I, you know, their leg hanging there kind of on like something like Dragon Challenge, for instance, uh, they get told right away, like you can make it down because we can't 
we can't really evacuate you. You would have to walk down by yourself if you got stuck all the way at the top of the lift. So I know they do it there. It should happen at Disney, too, because it is a good warning. I mean, it's there's no way around it. They can't call in the fire department to come save you for every single instance, especially for something like Peter Pan where you're indoors and it's a really tight space. Yeah. Exactly. I might never ride a ride again if that's the case. Well, thank you. Makes the line shorter for us. <laughs> Gosh. What? Maybe that's what it's about. Just trying to get people out of line. Yeah. But I mean, if you if the cast member noticed that, I mean, it was sort of nice on one hand that they said something. Yeah, but the 15 elderly but people in the behind you don't know for them. a fact that those other people weren't told something. All right. You know? I don't. I don't know. Because that's like, if something had happened, then that lady would be going, but the cast member never told me anything. So it's like, do you say it or don't you say it? Yeah, but Granny maybe not didn't get warned either. And then she's stuck well, up Granny there dangling above the little village below. And here, out comes the ladder. And, you know, well, she everybody can't make should it down. Warned then. I think so. Yeah. I'm with that. Warn me. All right. Number seven, a, another warning. <laughs> a warning to all Disney Resort guests by Black Magic Woman on the Disney Resorts board. Um, I am at the Polynesian now, and someone called my cousin in her room pretending to mm. be the front desk and attempting to get her to divulge her credit card number. The only thing that stopped her was that she heard a recording say it was from a jail in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> oh so my she gosh. hung up. I just wanted to make other people aware. Um, you know, they tell you this all the time, mm -hmm. and it's just it's a good cautionary tale. Uh, the front desk, no cast member is going to call you on the phone and ask for credit card information under any circumstances. They will tell you there's an issue with your credit card. You need to come to the front desk. They will never ask you for credit card information over the phone at a Disney resort. And if they do, hang up the phone. For this very reason, it's hysterical. That your the time is up. Go back to your cell. <laughs> the recording that you know comes on that this is this is coming from a jail is pretty funny. Um, but uh, your sirens going off. I would say, when in doubt, don't you know? Because I see now there's one out that they're calling people and saying you missed jury duty, and if you give them your debit card, they'll take care of the yeah. fine for you. So. Anytime anybody's asking for your credit card information, just be a little leery and, you know, don't give it to them. I don't. All right. Number six, also from Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategies from Bean. Is this allowed? So my poor mom has been on the Disney trip from hell. She and my dad are on a trip with my brother, his wife, my nephew, and my brother's neighbors, and their two young children. My mom is a D Disney veteran. I think my brother is annoyed that my mom and I know more about Disney. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm losing my place here. Uh, know more about Disney than he does. So he and his neighbor have planned the trip and made every newbie mistake possible. Seriously. Like crazy planning things. Breakfast at Ohana at 8.15 with fast passes at 9 o'clock at Hollywood oh, Studios. Oh. Um wouldn't ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train when it had a 15-minute wait oh. um, because they could do it later. Rode only one ride at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and only got one scoop of candy. I could go on and on. They've barely done anything, mostly because they said on their last day they were going to have a private tour guide at the Magic Kingdom. My mom was so confused because she knows a VIP tour is big bucks, and they said, no, it's only $50 a person. Uh they didn't make fast passes for today because my brother's neighbor said that this tour guide could get them on the rides, a possible dinner resi at Be Our Guest, and character meet and greets. Folks, this is why I created this site 18 mm -hmm. years ago, okay? <laughs> um, wow. So you kind of get the drift. There's more to it there, but it's a long post. Um, but it's a, it's a good cautionary tale for newbies. This is really why I created the site because that's just, that's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's just crazy, but it's funny. Um, number five, I actually talk about in more depth on my solo show this week. Uh, chanting no longer allowed at Walt Disney World by Jilly Rose 779 on the rumors and news. There is some conflicting information about this. Uh, one site is saying that uh, Disney has banned chanting from oh. these, tour these groups. Praise the Tiki God. And another site is saying it's not banned. It's just cast members are being asked to strongly discourage it. 
So go listen to the solo show. You'll hear my thoughts, my thoughts on it. I will say I believe this because whenever I was at Hollywood Studios over the weekend, they were still chanting, but they were chanting like very quietly. Like they were almost told that they weren't that allowed to do the fun it. Out of so it. they were still singing right? in unison in like a big group of 20, but very quietly. It was bizarre. Yeah. Just annoys me when they chant, but they they'll sit in a circle in the middle of Main Street and chant. Like, I don't think I've ever group? heard anybody chant. Are you no. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Have you been to Disney? Yeah, but what are they chanting? They're, Have you been to Disney? <laughs> they're. I don't know. It's usually Whatever, in Spanish. Like, like, well, it's or it's cheerleader cheerleading groups. It's, it's oh, groups. It's te- like groups of teenagers. It's teenagers but mostly Brazilians. Like I would say. I'm not profiling, and, yeah. but I'm You're just saying it's usually a lot of Brazilians. Racist. Have, like, no. It's other people. I can tell the difference between Brazilians and cheerleaders. Okay. 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 Corey at wdwinfo.com. Don't send them to me. All right. Number four. I am so upset. Someone threatened to hit my husband at the Soren line, and Disney did nothing by ATP on the theme parks, attractions, and strategies board. Uh, let's see what this one is. Uh, we were in line for Soren shortly after 9 a.m. and some guy starts walking past everyone in line. My husband mentions to him that there's a line. The guy jumps toward my husband immediately right in his face and would have knocked him over if my husband had not stepped back. The guy Then the guy steps back to scream at my husband. Um, oh, then the guy steps back to scream that my husband doesn't know what the guy is doing or what his business is or whatever and again jumps towards my husband and threatens him. I tell him that I'm going to get security, and the guy says, go ahead, that he'll wait right there. I run and get a cast member, but of course the guy is long gone. They ask if they ask if I want security, and we say yes. Luckily, a really nice man in line helped us from the start. That was the only positive thing. Long story short, Disney let the guy go, kept us for nearly three hours, trying to gently, swaying, uh, to gently sway us into not pressing charges. Then the park manager asked us what we wanted to make up for our trouble and kept us kept us wanting to check on our choices each time. First of all, I don't know that you can press charges because someone yells at you. Um, yeah. If he had actually struck him, that would be one thing, but it's not a, it's not a misdemeanor to yell at somebody. No, and come um, at him and back up. You know, that's, so I don't know what that is my about. my everyday world. Yeah. Right. Oh, really? Threatening people in the <laughs> you know, streets? Somewhere? People up in my face. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, those are my children. Go ahead. <laughs> so... Number three. Oh, so that's why I can't get a reservation at Be Our Guest and every other restaurant at Walt Disney World. This is discussing the websites that Disney is now actively trying to close down that were selling uh, ADRs, making them under false names and then charging people for them. Uh, that's by Woodley Girl on the Disney Restaurants Forum. Uh, number two. So disappointed at Disney by Angel Rose on the community board. And you see the pattern in these Most warning, warning. Yeah. So upset. I was like, a lot Beware. of this is very negative. Yeah. <laughs> I, but but these are what people click on. I mean, it's this is what people. Yeah. Yeah. This you know, look the 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 good story doesn't get the traffic the bad stories get. Um, I so. I'm almost wanting to change this now and do my top ten favorite threads. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Be Maybe I'll do that. I'll do my top ten favorite threads every month on Discord. I'm starting to get depressed because I mean, really and truly, I mean, because we do go by. This is solely based on traffic. Yeah. I go into analytics and I take a look at what the top ten threads each month are. People are looking for the story. The and I think people. I think you know about the Grape Fest. Well, you know, also you know the the motto for local news: if it bleeds, it leads. The the negative, yep. the, the the horrific. That stuff is what people tend to. Ooh, let me let me find out about that. So, yeah, you know what? I will still give away the prize at the end of the year uh, for the most the most popular thread of the year, as, as we do every year. But from now on, from now on, it's my top, my favorite top ten threads. Yeah. From from disboards and not not this because you're right. It's just one one crappy experience <laughs> after another. And I'm not saying these aren't real and these things don't happen. I mean, we need to talk about them sure. and because it does exist. But, you know, there are a lot of good things that happen at oh, Disney yeah. World, folks. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy who's made a reputation on ranting about Disney. 
And I got no problem calling them out for stuff. But, you know, I really do try and be fair about it and right. say, you know, when stuff is good and there's a lot there to talk about, we got to point that out, too. So, yeah, this is just getting too negative, isn't it? People are so yeah, but well, it's, just, it's not. It's just the, the it, I see the pattern and it's like, wow, top 10 negative warning, warning, disappointing. Yeah, so, disappointing. So. <laughs> Whining people. And number one, number one, this uh, this month, not much different. Mickey's not just chaos. doing a Halloween party. Oh, wow. 2015, be prepared for chaos, <laughs> chaos by Jay Haig at uh, on the theme park sports. Chaos. <laughs> um, End of the world at the party. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, from what I hear, it's been very, very busy. Well, um, it was busy that night we went, but I wouldn't classify as what we went through as chaos. Chaos is people running and screaming and... And chanting. Right? Just, I don't know. I'd use the word chaos, and I would really? say these parties have been definitely busier than they have in years past oh, yeah, because of Focus busy. Focus. And it also hasn't helped that it's rained constantly this past month. And uh, like the Hocus Pocus show, there was... I want to say three or four nights in a row of the party where yeah. they had to run the rain only finale show oh. for pretty much all of the shows because it's just been constantly raining. So well, it's been better this week. Yeah, these it, past couple weeks. It's so. finally gotten nice, but no, it, happy the you're going been to rough. the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just tired of all the negative people. I'm sorry. Food and Wine was pretty crowded this weekend, yeah. Saturday. Oh, yeah. It's I've never seen ticket lines like that before. Food ticket lines. Yes. Tickets, 45-minute wait to get tickets. And we had friends that came in. To get in. into the park tickets? Yes. We had friends that came in. I, they must not listen to the show. So we had to wait with them to get tickets. 45-minute wait at Epcot. Crazy. I mean, it was insane. Tell me it wasn't so. That was just to get buy tickets. And you know how slow that process is when there's yeah. one person in front of you. But wow. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so that's the top 10 threads from from disboards.com for September. Wrapping up our show this week, our own Gregory Williams went out and ate some food over at Pico Spills at the Magic Kingdom. New menu just unveiled, and he has his thoughts and opinions. I do, but before I get to that... um we completely forgot it, housekeeping, and then I forgot in rapid fire. We also have the third episode of Connecting with Walt coming out oh, right. on Friday in the Disney World edition feed. And in the third episode, uh, we'll discuss the pressure Walt was under to either move forward or reject the proposals to build another park. After a November 1963 plane tour of potential sites, Walt made his decision. Uh, Michael and I will examine that tour and how the Disney company secretly moved forward with the project and how it became public. So look for that on Friday. And I have to tell you, I am so happy with how wildly popular these segments are. I mean, the downloads are ridiculous, uh, the, oh, yeah. number, the numbers they're getting. Um, and uh, so it's people are loving it. If you want to learn more about Disney history, uh, every Friday for this month, Michael Bowling, uh, our resident his- Disney historian, is doing some amazing shows taking a look at the, the history of Disney. So... Be sure to check those out. And now, <laughs> Craig has his opinions on Pico Spills. Yeah, so uh, last week on the show, you, whenever I did my rapid fire on Pico Spill and said uh, they had a new menu, you told us, one of us, to go out and actually do a review on it, so I did it. Um, go forth, no, I wonder. Of course, you know, I have to. Uh, of course, Pico Spill was like hugely popular in the past. Uh, for the taco salad that they have served in the warm tortilla shell that then got outraged when that got axed from the menu. And then they went to, you know, it was all burgers, but they still had their fixin' bar. And now that is completely gone, and it's been left with a (coughs) Chipotle-style, very uh, southwestern Tex-Mex type of menu with, uh, you know, chicken enchilada soup all the way through burritos, fajitas, rice bowls, um... Uh, all along with the same old fixin' bar that they have always had before, but with a new, few new additions. So I went there and um, I tried to get a good variety of the menu. And uh, so the first thing I did start with was their only appetizer, the chicken enchilada soup, which tasted very, very similar to like a chicken tortilla soup. Uh, it's five ninety nine for that, but. In general, it was actually really awesome. Uh, I 
I love chicken tortilla soup, so I was excited to try this one. Uh, I always really hesitate at getting soup anywhere whenever it's 90 degrees outside and <laughs> really miserable, but uh, it was just bursting with flavor. There was lots of like pieces of corn and really nice pieces of big chicken in there as well and black beans. Uh, so a little pricey, but at the same time, it was it was wonderful on a cold night, especially like a cold uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary party night. This would be definitely something to get to warm you up. Uh, from there, ordered two of the different entrees they have available. The uh, first one I'll talk about is the chicken rice bowl, which uh, it is... It looks like something crapped that out. Oh, it it does look awful. It's um, like chicken necks. Yeah, the, the chicken did not look appealing at all. It looked slightly seasoned, so going into it, that was... Um, that was at least positive. Uh, it's served with only what you see there, the chicken, black beans, and then cilantro rice. You can ask for them to serve it with uh, white rice if you don't like cilantro rice. I know a lot of people have issues with cilantro. I hate cilantro. I don't I understand. Love well, I love uh, can I stop you right there? The yes. um, like I've noticed a lot of restaurants that have a fixing bar. I know they, there is a fixing bar now, yep. but it's more like guacamole and stuff like that. Like when the burger comes out at like anywhere there's a fixing bar, the burger looks terrible. It's dry. It looks ter- when I'm done with it, you can't even close it because <laughs> I go to the fixing bar and hook it up. So is it kind of the same thing here with like where you kind of want to hook it up? Um, absolutely not. Actually, uh, this one it did look oh. kind of bad <laughs> coming out. Um, it, it did look very plain and bland. So I did have a small piece of the chicken before I fixed it up and anything. Uh, it was seasoned really well, um, and then I enjoyed the rice. It wasn't cilantro enough for me but well then i'd probably case. like and then it. is it black- funky chicken though it looks like funky chicken no chicken breast How just sliced really okay. bizarrely right. um yeah. so then after a trip to the fixin bars which on the fixin bars they have guacamole uh a monterey jack cheese blend mm-hmm. sour cream corn salsa Uh, Hot peppers, uh, green mild salsa, and uh, even more salsa. See, that looks good. Yeah, those. There was a lot of good stuff on the fixins bar to really put on there, and then including uh, some chipotle ranch, onions, lime, and even more sour cream because you can never get enough sour cream whenever it comes to Tex-Mex. So after putting this all on, um, it just (laughs) pretty much a a lot of everything. There we go. All of a sudden, it started to look extremely appealing. Um, (laughs) Biscuit gravy on the top there. (laughs) For this thing to cost $12.99 before, we were actually, we were shocked whenever it came out and it was that small. But then, of course, as soon as you take it to the fixin's bar and you start loading it up, all of a sudden, it was like, holy crap. This, there's a lot of food Right here, and uh, it, it's more of a testament to what's on the fixin' bar, but their guac, their salsa, the chipotle ranch, everything just blended together so well. Um, it, I would still not put this on the level of someplace like Chipotle because I have a Chipotle addiction, but for theme park food right here, this was awesome. Uh, I, I was super happy and thrilled whenever the uh, outpost right beside Pecos Bill switched to their their waffle fry menu with all the oh, fun toppings those and things. stuff on it. This is what it feels like is the next step into there, that they took away a very burger-heavy menu, uh, very boring, and moved into a, a very unique menu with with the help of this fixin' bar. And this rice bowl, it was hearty, probably. If I wasn't walking around a theme park, would have had a to-go container to... Uh, take this one out just because of how much was in there uh the other entree that ordered was the uh the southwest salad with the beef so it was a spicy beef um which wasn't very spicy anytime they say spicy i expect it to be and it's not and uh i don't it was almost like a it almost tasted like skirt steak style that was cut very thin uh, served on mixed greens with Monterey Jack cheese, tomato, corn, uh, some jalapenos, and the Chipotle Ranch. The Chipotle Ranch actually didn't come on it because it was on the Fixins bar. But then uh, clearly it also has tortillas on it if you're looking at the pictures that we have. All these, of course, will be in my review of it as well as the show notes. Um, you know, this was another one that actually it looked a little bigger than the rice bowl did, obviously. The, the lettuce was completely fluffing it up. 
But then after uh, going to the Fixins bar and really throwing stuff on it, uh, again, it just changed the disc entirely. And Some green guacamole in there. Oh yeah, yeah really. I, oh yeah, and guacamole that, can be expensive. That's yeah. not a uh, that's not a green found in nature, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but overall, you know, for a salad, I actually walked away despite having spicy beef on it and the amount of uh, guacamole that I did have on there. I walked away feeling like this was actually a nice, healthy alternative, um, and definitely better than salads that I found at other quick service restaurants all around um and the salad with beef was 11.99 so i felt that it was a extremely fair price for what uh for what was paid for it and then to end off the meal uh they have two desserts there you can have the churros with a chocolate dipping sauce or the sopapillas uh which i went with the churros and uh the churros that they served here were actually, it was nice because they were cut up into small little sections, so very easy to share if you're with a family. Uh, the churros were actually stale, but once you started dipping in enough ch- chocolate sauce, uh, it didn't really make a difference at all. Um, so overall, at a three-course meal there, I want to say for the two entrees and the appetizer of soup, which most people wouldn't get in the dessert, it was about $40. Um, so a little, definitely a little steep, but at the same time, uh, compared to other stuff they're serving in the Magic Kingdom, uh, quick service, this is definitely going to be one of my go-to places. Uh, really? That good? I, I really enjoyed it. What um, do they have for kids? Th- see, for th- kids, they had the Smuckers Uncrustables that they have mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, they also offered the rice bowl with the choice of beef chicken or just plain vegetables which i mean your kid would have to be an adventurous eater yeah ferris and family one. wouldn't eat there i mean they, they do uh, encrustables but we usually bring those in the park with us but i kind of wanted to, to try it but we couldn't we couldn't eat there as a family because i do have picky kids yeah mainly ferris but you know, and you're not gonna find chicken fingers and um and stuff and macaroni and cheese there it's, yeah it's pretty it's pretty on target the other one they had was quesadillas with grapes and carrot sticks so that might be the best choice for a kid because yeah. uh you know just a cheese or chicken quesadilla that's not too uh harmful but overall i think this was perfect and uh now they also announced just earlier today that tortuga tavern the restaurant that's right beside it uh they were really featuring a lot of stuff that was similar to this menu the pecos bill one now tortuga tavern is getting a barbecue style menu which mm-hmm. it almost Ooh. seems opposite like they could have put the yeah. barbecue at pecos bill and had the tex-mex over in tortuga but um overall no I, tex-mex like, in tortuga no uh, yeah no, it was it's like caribbean kind of, yeah. yeah i mean it's caribbean it would you're be not nice gonna put to you're not going to put Tex-Mex in Caribbean. Well, what they ha- used to have there was tacos, basically. In future news, in the Tartuga. bathrooms in Frontierland. Yeah. Frontierland will be expanding. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, but overall, highly recommended. I can't wait to try Tortuga now. And so this may, be, like this may be the uh, wave of the future now, where they're going to start redoing these menus at these, at these quick service places. Because yeah. I mean, God knows the f- we've complained about the food, mm-hmm. the quick service food, long enough. So absolutely, and I think I think they're doing a good job of it, especially with this one and now what they're going to do with Tortuga uh, with something like Casey's. I look at that as an institution right, of going different. to the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, I love the hot dogs. But so I was just going to say, even then, the hot dogs aren't just hot dogs. You can get the hot dogs with like yeah. the coleslaw and the pulled pork and stuff like that. So I, I love that they're. I was just saying to somebody the other day, I love that Magic Kingdom is taking this like. I almost want to use the word aggressive, but they're they're making just it's it's getting much more diverse. More yeah. like Disneyland, they almost always had better food than we had. I thought not in the parks. No, no. I I mean, so there was more recently. Variety. More recently, their in park food has gotten much better at Disneyland. But for a long time, no, their 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 quick service was horrendous. Ours was far better, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it really, and this is just my opinion coming from Universal, but I think it also has to do with that Harry Potter factor that whenever well, they... Okay, hold on a second. In-park food at Universal is horrible. Except for the new additions that they've started coming in with Springfield and then the two restaurants in the Wizarding Worlds. Yeah. They're better. They're better, but they're still not... Disney needs a giant I donut. Springfield's with pink pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I would. They have one now. I would put a donut. Uh, the, 
Disney just got the big donut with Did the they? pink frosting. Yeah, they had it at Disneyland, at least. I saw it everywhere. Yeah, I would still put Leaky Cauldron over any dining at a quick service restaurant at Disney. Mm, I might I might agree with that as well. Yeah. But I think Disney's going in the right direction. Might be time to, to do maybe maybe time for you to do a segment. Oh. That'd be Ooh. fun. Comparing apples to apples, Disney versus Universal in terms of quick service. Mm, I like that idea. If only we knew people who like to eat like that much that worked here. Yeah, well, I can't help you. I can't help you right now with that. But uh, I have to. I have to maintain this. One eighty-eight. Woohoo! All right. One eighty-eight as of Sunday morning. Wow. And now I'm at the point where okay, stop, stop. Enough. You know, I I don't want to lose anymore. Um, which I can't believe those words are leaving my mouth. Um, I don't want to lose any more weight. Good for you. Yeah, my mother, of course. My mother. My mother. Eat. I love you. I love you, Ma. Not one nice thing. Oh. Not one oh. nice thing. Uh, oh, oh, Peter, you have lost a lot of weight. Be careful. And then today, okay, you're too thin. Stop now. I'm like, can you just say, wow, you look good? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not possible. Because that voice in the back of my head is hers. <laughs> I love you, Ma. Um, she, I'm going to get in trouble because I know she's watching. I know she's watching. But all right, that is going to do it for this episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and go to Disneyland. Bye.